We are rolling. We are live on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, rickdancer.com. Um, what else are we on? Um, YouTube. So we're everywhere. Welcome. Hi, guys. How are you over there in Instagram land? Hi, folks here in Facebook land. Let me see if I can put my monitor over this way more so I can kind of look at both of you at the same time. So um, how in the heck are you guys? It has been, um, I just, this morning at 2 a.m., got off all my probation from Facebook, all of it. They were, they've been throttling my content, trying to, they throw me at the bottom of the pile when it comes to anything I produce on there. And, and I've been getting some of the most hits that I've ever had. <laughs> oh, I love it when God jumps in. It's so funny because they, um, they just got their undies all in a bundle about stuff and, now you never know what they're going to do, but they, they held me down. It was like at the last minutes, they were saying, you have three hours and 29 minutes left. <laughs> oh, we have to get control of social media. So did you guys hear the big news? Dr. Bratlin, one of our sponsors and one of my good friends, Dr. Bratlin is going to run for the 4J school board. Yep. That's how you do it, folks. You know what? You don't just get fed up with it. You start doing something about it. And every one of you, he's just an ordinary guy who's going to do something extraordinary. He's going to put himself on the line and he's going to run for the 4J school board because he cares about education. That's what you guys need to do. That's what we need to do as people. Positions like the school board, the planning commission, the city council, those are the places where you can make inroads and get in there and do something. So Dr. Bratlin put out an announcement. I put it on my page today um, and he's doing that. He's been thinking about this for a while. And since we're friends, I knew that. But um, I think the final straw for him, he's going to be on Thursday night to talk to us all about it. But I think the final straw for him was um, this writing assignment at Churchill High School. It's like, you know, Talk about how out of touch the school board is with the population. This thing is blown up into the, a huge deal. Tomorrow night, I've got parents and a couple, I think one or two students from Churchill who had the assignment. Uh, they're going to come on and talk to you guys about what it is, what they feel about it, um, and all that kind of thing. Because I noticed that there's a lot of backpedaling by the school district, you know. Oh, Yeah. I kind of feel sorry for the teacher because it doesn't matter if, if he was just ridiculous enough to put that out there or if he's going to be the, um, you know, this is part of the curriculum and the district's going to kick him under the bus uh, as part of the problem. You never know. Oh, hold on. I got to get to my comment section. No, there it is. All right. So um, anyway, so yeah. So Dr. Michael Bratlin threw his name in the hat. The election is in May. Um, and he's going to be running for the school board at 4J. And I think there's three other candidates that are trying to run in there. Any positions open, you guys should be getting involved in that. You know, I've been working on this um, documentary that I'm doing for a, a guy named Ross Murray. Um, he's passed, but his family hired me to do this. Looking at these interviews, you know, there are some pretty amazing people in the world and what they do and get involved with. And all of them work hard. And this one lady I'm talking to in this for this interview, she's since passed since I interviewed her last year. 
Uh, she's since passed and uh, not long until you, he can run for governor. <laughs> well, there you go, Benjamin. Um, and she had the most profound things. People don't want to work today. And how do you expect to get ahead or do anything if you don't want to work? It doesn't work that way. That's not how the world works. Now, maybe under the Biden administration, they think that can work, but it doesn't work. The economy, what's going on with the banks and the economy and everything, you know, it's enough to make you go crazy. But um, there's still too many people, some really good people out there working hard and doing their jobs and uh, trying to trying to get things back on track. Uh, But I I think the key is we all have to express our opinions, you know, and stop being afraid of the bullies and the people out there. Um, You just go on my page for a little while. And you'll see them. Our local GOPEE often supports good old boy Democrat neighbors for school board. It's a hard nut to crack. Dick, you are 100% right. But if we don't keep hitting at it, it's never going to crack. And I think people hopefully are now so fed up with what's gone on. I mean, this assignment, this Churchill, now that we're seeing what this Uh, The curriculum that the 4J school board and other districts in Oregon have adopted and what what's acceptable to them may not. And to some parents, it may be. But to a lot of other parents that I'm seeing on here, that's not acceptable. And, you know, when we have 30,000 school age kids in Oregon left the public school system in the last four years, 30,000 kids kids, 30,000 Oregonians walking away from public education. You, you guys, if that does not, I would love to see someone come up and stand up for that. You know, I get these people on my pages and I hate to be a left, right guy, but you know what? It is the politics of the far left. I mean, it, it, it is. I, I'm not being partial. I'm saying that is what has gotten this, it, our whole state in this place, uh, that and our reaction to the dark time. The easiest thing you can do without any effort or put as part is to vote for change. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand. You know how many like when they say, oh, yeah, we had a 60 percent voting turnout for voting. That what that also says is you have 40 percent of the population that doesn't give a shit and they don't vote. And then they wonder why we're in the same boat all the time. So you you have to get involved in this and you have to look at this and go, okay, Dr. Bratlin's got the balls to take to go out there and throw himself out there and other candidates. Why can't you take the time to listen to him and quit voting for people like this woman who everything that happens on the school board meeting is racist somehow. Uh, She threw me up on her website as being a racist because I put up a billboard with Dr. Bratlin backing the blue. So to back police officers in our community to this woman and others like her, whoever that might be, um, it's racist to support police. Bullshit. Just a big old bullshit on that. We took our daughter out of public school. I wouldn't put my kid in public school. Uh-uh, not anymore. <laughs> no way. Um, 150 school districts in 39 states use OWL. So it'll be interesting to see how it adapts and changes the curriculum or if it changes the curriculum. Um, 
Yeah, Matt, did you see who it's developed by? The Unitarian Church and the Church of Christ. Um, you know, yeah, I don't know that churches should be developing content like that. I thought we had a separation of church and state. I don't care what church it is. Why are they putting, uh, coming up with, uh, with, with uh, curriculum for a school district? If that was the uh, Eugene Face Center or Dr. Dobson, do you think it would ever get through? Never, <laughs> never. I just can't wait to see exactly what happens with this because, um, you know, you, you see the, the district being pretty quiet, but these parents are upset and you should be. Um, you know, I, I guess the moral of the story is we should have been involved longer ago, not to not to pick on anybody. But we need to know as parents what what's being taught in our schools. And then I had a bunch of people come on here and most of them are from the far left. And they came on and they're saying, oh, so you don't agree with abstinence. You think abstinence education is the only thing. Where the hell did you get that? I didn't say that. I, this has nothing to do with abstinence education, but this is what they always do. They take an issue and then they bring, they bring something in to, to, to get your focus off of the real issue. The issue is I don't want my kid talking about their fantasies on to a teacher in an assignment in a classroom. I, I, I just think it's the most weird. Matt, what does that have to, because the, the content was to show that they could have, um, they could love without having sex. Okay. So is there not another way to teach that? And I, I'm not talking about abstinence education. Um, I'm talking about something that I find to be perverse. And, and I don't want my kid writing a, a comment <clears throat> to a teacher about some made up sexual fantasy and then have that turn around and the teacher's reading it. Oh, my God. Ew. Ew. Uh. It, it, it's, it's, this is, has nothing to do with abstinence education. But see, that's what they always try to do is they try to turn the topic onto something else that sounds good and moral. I mean, they're doing the same thing with, you know, I mean, in what's going on in the country. We are being spun. America is like a giant washing machine. We are on spin cycle. And every time you turn around, the White House at Whirlpool turns on its spin cycle and tries to make it sound better than it is. You know what I'd rather do? I'd rather have somebody just tell me the damn truth. Tell me the damn truth about what's going on and how we can get out of this. I don't need you spinning me. I don't need you telling me what, what's going to make you sound better or your stupid party because none of us care about your Democrat or your Republican party. I don't care. I don't care. What I want to know is how are you going to get us back on track in this country? And I think the only way that happens is if we start electing people at the local level like Dr. Michael Bratman. You get somebody like that in there who is common sense, who cares about kids, who cares about our community and has some kind of moral fiber in his body that every time there's a, city, or a school board meeting, he's not going to be crying. How come you're not paying attention to me? It's the color of my skin. I mean, come on. We need people who are grownups. To, to, to run for office, not people who have an agenda. I mean, look at the Eugene City Council, exact same thing. You got a group of people who, who 
they did a survey, as far as I understand, I heard this from someone in the know, did a survey and uh, 75% of the people who did that survey said they had, they did not like the way the city council was going. And what the city council, they don't believe it. <laughs> 75%, you, you commission a survey and then because the answers don't sound like what you like, you don't listen to it. That's not the way it works. That's not the way this works. So you have information you paid for and you don't even listen to it. And so then they come up with this natural gas ban. And, and then, you know, it goes through, we had Randy Groves from the city council on the other night. And he said, and then they surprised, one of the little quiet rules in city council is you don't bring something up by surprising people. You'll let people know ahead of time. Well, that thing to ban it completely, that came up, to, surprised everybody on the council. And now that's what they've done. Oh, and, and a fireworks ban. It's like, God, what a nanny town. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, really, we, the, what, what a city council and a school board should do is, number one, listen to the voters, listen to the parents, not just the quacks that come into the meeting and scream and say, we want more of this. We want, I mean, but listen to everybody in the community. That's what they're supposed to do. And then you're not there. You work for us. Did you guys know that? Yeah. City council works for you. They're supposed to. So if you don't want natural gas ban and, 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 and they've already gathered way more signatures to put this on a ballot than they need, um, then, then you have the power to be able to say to them, no, you don't get to do this. I mean, this is not how it's supposed to run. But here's the problem. They have convinced us and I'm using this in a very big way, um, they have convinced us that they are in charge and they're doing everything for our own good. What a crock. So we need to go on. This is not what the founding fathers had in mind, folks. Uh, go read your constitution, how careful they were. But now these people don't even listen. They don't pay attention to the constitution at all. You know, they think the country's so screwed up. Did you see, do you hear about those, those uh, folks down in, on the border in Texas that tried to storm the immigration uh, gates and get into the country. I mean, we have so many issues in this country right now. What, this, Ethel, I like you. <laughs> Ethel's like a grandma. She's going to be in the, in people's life. I, I think here's the good news. I think, I think the dark time. And for those of you who don't watch a lot, that's, but we have to be careful what we say because we get censored by the media gods. Um, so what I think is, is, is gone on is they push too hard, too long, too far, too far. And a bunch of us just went, you know what? We're not playing your game anymore. And you can call us all the names in the world you want. You can say what you want about us. You can, I mean, you can go on and just, oh, and then here's how that always happens too. I thought you, Rick Dancer, were much more open-minded than that. I didn't know you were such a right-wing Trumper. <laughs> I'm not a right-wing Trumper. <laughs> but see, that's all they got. So that's, that's all they got. So what they do is they try to discredit you when the only people they're discrediting is themselves because people already know who I am. And if they don't, and those that turned on me because of the dark time, um, because... I was asking questions about this and about this. And I, because I asked those questions, they, they shunned me and told me I was killing people. Well, guess what? 
now the evidence is coming out that you were wrong. You were wrong. And they don't do anything. And Dr. F is out there now telling people, oh, it could have. He's like, in a rare case, if it came from, you know, the, the FBI and the Energy Department study this stuff. And they said it's highly likely that it came from a leak. So what? Oh, and so then I get a woman that comes on my page and she does this. This is another tactic of theirs. Well, I didn't. Why is the Energy Department even looking into that? Or lady with the question, perhaps the question is, why do you choose not to believe any of this information, but you sucked up everything else that Kate Brown and Biden and everybody else was throwing at you? What's the difference? So this is because, oh, or if I post anything that comes from a daily wire or something, oh, in one breath, they say, give me your sources. And I don't, because you know what they do? Then they just discredit your sources. So then you give them a source and they go, oh, well, that's a right wing. (laughs) And, And here's the deal. It just doesn't work anymore. We just don't care. What we want is our country back. What we want is freedom, freedom to speak, freedom not to be censored, freedom not to have you checking on me and, and, and um, the media gods coming in and, and deciding when I can and can't be on and do this, this. No, this is a free country still. We don't live in Japan. We don't live in China. We don't live in Russia. Um, we live in the United States of America where we get to talk about ideas because you know what we know, what we know from our past and our future and the, the things we've been through is when we ask good, hard questions, we keep things from happening like what we went through for the last three years. We should have all been asking, why are you doing this? This doesn't make any sense. And I guess now looking back, even for me, I should have pushed harder. Um, but you live and you learn. If they ever try this again, it will never happen because they will be, it will be a cluster screw. I always love the sources. I give them, oh, that's a right wing, blah, blah. Uh-huh. That's what they all, it's, it's the same tactic, you guys, and you just have to learn it. Um, and you can't argue and you, do, you don't get into arguments with them because they're not listening to facts. They're just listening to their same talking points over and over and over again. So they start by trying to discredit you and then they keep going and going and going. So what do we need to do? We need to speak up, you know, and we don't need to be mean. I don't think now they'll say, oh, you're so Rick, you are being so cruel to people. Oh, stop it. You want to see cruel? Go look at your comment on my page you just made. (laughs) My mom would wash your mouth out with soap. Of course, you'd be washing mine out with soap too because of all the F-bombs I throw out. But um you, what we need to do is be speaking up in kindness and firm kindness and then voting and running like Dr. Bracklin is. So I love this man. I mean, he's a friend of mine, too, but that he is actually putting it because it's going to be hard. I mean, people are going to cut now. Once I know I did this. Remember, I ran for secretary of state in 2008. When you put your your, your it's like taking your right out there. And they just start in on you. Bam. I mean, I, I was in the media. So I kind of knew, but I had no idea it was as bad as it was. Oh, my gosh. Even And, and you know who was the worst to me? The right. <laughs> I was a Republican. The Republicans were so nasty to me. Oh, they were horrible. 
They were probably worse than the Democrats ever were. What is he running for? Dr. Michael Bratlin has announced today he's running for the Eugene 4J school board because um, he's been thinking about it. He cares about kids. He cares about education. And he saw what was going on at Churchill High School with all of this uh, curriculum and uh, the fantasy homework. And I think that just pushed him over the edge. It was like, you know, I have to do this because we have to start having more parental involvement in our schools. Um, of course, I'm a big proponent for school choice. I, I think we should be moving to school choice. You, you, you know the problem with public education? There's no competition. So, and my parents were both teachers. My grandmother was a teacher. My father worked for the Oregon Education Association. He, but he was the negotiator who caused, helped cause the first teacher strike in Oregon at Hillsborough High School back in the 70s. So I'm, in, I'm thick in this stuff. I've got teacher. My oldest sister's a teacher. But you know what? There's no competition for them. So you get school choice like Florida's doing and I think Tennessee, maybe Oklahoma. If you brought school choice in, now you got competition because you got to fight for those dollars. Oregon's number 38 when it comes to education. I think Montana's number 37. Not great. If you had school choice, I will bet you money those numbers would come up because then all of a sudden my money follows my kid. If there's $5,000 for my kid to go to school, then that money should go where I want them to go, not someplace where they're going to get an assignment that asks for their sexual fantasies. I mean, come on. Um, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. Eat their own. Oh, yeah. Amber says Republicans eat their own. They all eat their own. Well, the Democrats, that's one thing the Democrats are really good at. Um, they stick together even if they're wrong. <laughs> I mean, when they're wrong, they still stick together, but they go on message and they stick to it, um, whether it's a lie or not. They just stay on it. And Republicans all fight amongst themselves because they all think they're right. And, and yeah, they ate me alive. And then they asked me stupid questions. And, and then the Constitution Party was even worse. You know, they asked me one time here. So we have all these issues in Oregon, right? Constitution Party asked me, did you pay to run for secretary of state in gold? <laughs> really? That's your question? Did I pay in gold? So being the smart ass that I am, I said, well, I use my gold visa. <laughs> I thought it was money. They didn't. And I said, if you, if that's the biggest thing you can come up with, with all the issues we have in this state, no wonder you're so irrelevant. I mean, come on, people. We have to be relevant. Sure, we have lots of different questions, but sometimes questions are meant to be kept in your head. I mean, like, how come cats are voting? <laughs> well, all that does, maybe people are using their cats' names to vote. I don't know, but here's the problem. You sound like a crazy person. So why don't you get an issue that sounds normal and, and that people can get behind and fight that. So get one or two issues and fight that. Not every little harebrained thing that comes up that could be a problem. Um, but that's just my opinion. Gosh, I didn't know we were going to talk about all this tonight. Did you? Um, put concerns in writing to the agencies who are muddling up our schools and public policy and ignore the internet trolls. They simply boobs and don't deserve acknowledgement. <laughs> Ethel, I think you're right. But you know what I think you have to do more than that? I think you have to go to school board meetings. I think you can't just write stuff down. They don't pay attention to it. You write them an email or send them a letter. They're not going to pay attention to it. You go to those school board meetings as a group, as a bunch, as a 
as a gaggle, <laughs> as a force. And you, and, you, and you be kind. You don't get up there and scream and yell at people. That, that doesn't work. Do you listen when people scream and yell? No, I don't either. Um, uh, no, you, 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 you go in and you present, have one person present your case and everybody there to support them. And then you hang on to those, but you bother those curriculum directors. You continue to send letters. I think letters are good. You send emails to the superintendent, but you show them that you are a force to be reckoned with, that you are parents and you care about this. People have to show up. We are creating citizen brigades in our county to work together to be watchful. And Amber, that's perfect. Yeah, you do. You have to. I think what we should have learned over the last 40 years is um, we were busy working, not protesting. We were busy trying to take care of our families, not going to every city council meeting, being a squeaky wheel. And what happened over those 40 years is they gained a hold. And now their message is cleaner and feels good. Um, and it feels like, oh, you know, I mean, we need to have... Um, on a more conservative side, we need to understand that people need a vision. Now, right now, the only vision the D's are giving them is that the world's falling apart and that, you know, blah, 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 blah. So if we could come up with a better vision to say the world doesn't have to fall apart, um, we can do things. We can be involved in our communities. We can take back the message. Um, and people like Dr. Bratlin uh, can help us do that because they're stepping forward. And I think there's other candidates that are stepping forward too. I've heard from many people that are saying, I should just do it. You should, you should run. Um, and not just for school board. Um, you need candidates that people can believe in. And you can't just have, <laughs> you know, you gotta have people that are, that are relatable, you know, running for office. And Dr. Bratlin is, he speaks his mind. He says what he believes. Um, but you can't have just people just up there griping about everything. Um, anyway, I'm excited. I think it's really cool. Um, you know, this lady wrote on my page and I wrote a blog about it today and I'll kind of leave this with that thought in mind. She said, you know, we're all just people, um, walking each other home. Think about that. We're all just people walking each other home. So what does that mean to you? Who are you walking home? What is home? Who are the people that you surround yourself with? And who are you working with arm in arm to help make change and, and get people back to home, to where, the, where things are supposed to be? I don't know the answer. I know it for me. I don't know it for you. But I think that's a really good question to kind of contemplate for the next day or so is to think about where, where is home and who are you walking with to get there? And here's the other thing I would, I would throw out there. There's people you're not supposed to walk home because they're not going to the same place you are and that's okay. That makes sense? Not everybody's going to the same home not everybody's on the same path. So walk with the people that you're walking with and go to the home that you're supposed to go to. It's really not that hard, but it takes involvement. 
and Dr. Bratlin is going to show us how that works. So in every little community in Hamlet, I had a show last week on Brownsville. They got tired of this far left wing group running their town and making decisions that they didn't like. And so they ousted them. <laughs> they, they ran as a group. I can't remember how many, I think there was three of them and there were three positions open and these three guys, I think they're all men ran together as a group and called themselves conservatives and the, the more liberal minded people got kicked out and then the more conservative people got kicked in and now they're starting to see their town come back. Ballsy move, but that's how you do it, you know? So don't give up on your town and your little place where you live. Don't give up on your kids and your school board. You know, remember what's important. Your kids are important and they don't need assignments asking a teacher, asking them about um, their, their fantasies. That's completely inappropriate. So stand up, put your head up high, develop some guts, you know, don't act like you're right about everything because you're going to be wrong about a bunch of stuff. But, you know, ask questions. Don't give answers. Ask questions. I'll tell you, it's the best way you do things. I, there's a guy in history. He did this a lot. He never answered people's questions directly unless they were regular people. Whenever people came after him, um, that especially trying to trip him up, he always threw the question back at them. And the people that were coming to him were the leaders of the day, the religious leaders of the day. And his name was Jesus. And Jesus was really smart because what he did is he never let people back him into a corner. And I think we let ourselves get backed into corners really easily. I do. I fall for it sometimes too. Um, but when they ask a question, ask another question and let them dig their own hole. Go back and read the Bible. See how Jesus talked to people. He was pissed. And who did he just talk openly and honestly to? People like all of us, the regular people. This lady that I, I'm do, I, I was going through her copy, um, I'm doing this project. I started off with this, I'm doing this project. And her name's Sherry Hunter. She died, but I interviewed her last year before she passed away and she so impressed me at the time. And I'm going to try to see if her family will let me use some of the, the bites, the sound bites, so I can put them out here for you. But she said, you know, Rick, we all have warts and we just need to look beyond people's warts. And she goes, many of the people who did extraordinary things started off as just ordinary people. And they always were ordinary people, just like you and me doing extraordinary things. That's Michael Bratlin. He's an ordinary guy, happens to be a dentist, but he's putting himself on the line to run for the 4J school board to do some extraordinary things. Now, will he win? You never know. But it's not really always about winning. It's about that extraordinary moment. Um, I got to do that when I ran for Secretary of State. I got to be an ordinary guy who got to try to do something extraordinary and it changed my life forever. So what are you going to do to be extraordinary?
Nobody's ordinary. Some of my favorite people in the world would be described by the world as ordinary, but they are extraordinary. So, all right. That show was sponsored by absolutely no one. <laughs> absolutely no one. Man, I love doing that. If I could just do that all the time, that'd be great. Um, share it on your page if you want to. Uh, you don't have to. It's up to you. Um, but remember what we said, what we had this conversation about, okay? All right. Um, thanks for coming. That was the party. In my town, it's 5.53, so it's 4.53 there. We have a show tomorrow night with parents from Churchill High School and kids and a student. They'll be here tomorrow night. On Wednesday night, we're going to go to Butte, Montana, where is the biggest St. Patty's Day celebration on the West Coast. Uh, the West, in the West. I mean, it's huge. And they're going to be talking to us. It's, it's actually on St. Patty's Day, but I'm getting them early to get people so they can go there. And then on Thursday, Dr. Bratlin will be here. Um, we're also going to talk to, guess what? In Montana, for the first time in 18 years, they're having a governor's prayer breakfast because um, our governor here is a Christian and they're going to have a big prayer breakfast. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And uh, so you folks in Oregon can kind of see what it's like to, if you had somebody with, with a faith background uh, in your, in your governorship, um, it'll be interesting. So that's what's coming up this week. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Have a good night. See you later. Okay. Turn that